Hi everyone. I'm Ashlyn. And I'm Sam. And, and this, this is, is the Cody Wample Podcast. Welcome back to the Cody Wample Podcast. Today we're going to be doing Bishop, California of the Sierra Nevada Mountains. Yeah, and just like the other episodes, we'll talk about where we camped in Bishop, um, some food and beer we had, and climbs we did. And then we'll also be talking about some history of Bishop in the Inyo County area and its relationship to the Los Angeles Department of Water. It's a really interesting history, kind of sad, but definitely worth learning about. And we'll do the word of the day to start. Yes, the word of the day is one of my favorites, probably my favorite word. Uh, It is indubitably. uh, Its definition is beyond or without a shred of doubt. And it's a great word. And I got to give a shout out to my friend Kiefer Kroniker for showing me that word. Yeah, it's definitely one of Sam's favorite words. When we first started hanging out, he would say it a lot or text it a lot. And I don't know, you don't say it as much anymore, but that's okay. Maybe since we've been cottywampling, things are a little bit less certain. Ooh, yeah, like maybe. So I, I'm not as indubitable about my decisions. That's fair. Uh, fun fact, indubitably in French is indubitablement. Really cool word as well. Okay, <laughs> moving on to some camping. Um, okay, so when we were camping in Bishop, we stayed in the pit campground, but there are two different pit campgrounds. And what road is it on? Chalk Bluff? Uh, yes, Chalk Bluff Road. So we climbed at the Happy Boulders, and that's the road, Chalk Bluff Road. So if you just take that road all the way to the end, there's the Pit Campground, which is a nicer campground for, like, RVs, and then there's more amenities. Um, and we accidentally stayed there on the first night. And technically, it's $14, but we thought it was the other one, so we only paid two. So sorry about that. We'll pay more in the future. Uh, yeah. We apologize. And then how would you get to the other, the real pit campground, like a climber campground? Uh, so you can still get to it from Chalk Bluff Road, but you're just going to keep going when the road, right when the road turns from the sand with all the ribs in the sand to a paved road, there will be a uh, campground on your left. That is the expensive one. If you keep going on that paved road and then make a left and go over a bridge, the actual climber's pit will be uh, up the road a little ways on your right, um, and it'll kind of cut back at about a 45 degree angle uphill, and uh, that's how you get there. Yep, and that one is only $2. It's pretty big. Uh, there's bathrooms. Yeah, yeah there's like still it. bathrooms. Yeah, it was a good good spot. Yeah. Um, you want to talk about some food we had? Yeah, let's start with uh, the only place we really ate was uh, the sushi restaurant. Which is called <laughs> sushi. Sushi. <laughs> sushi something. I don't know. It, it is not called sushi something, but uh, it's like this single Japanese restaurant that I know of in Bishop. It's right on the main road, um, and it was really good. They had vegan yeah. options. Yeah, uh, avocado rolls, veggie rolls, inari, the fried tofu roll. Which I had never had before. Super tasty. Really good. Um, so we went and got beer at Mountain Rambler. I really liked the beer. It was good. Um, they had Wi-Fi too, so we could do our remote jobs in the brewery. Yeah, we got two different beers. You got a 
quarter, I believe. Something dark. Yeah. Ashley got something dark. I got something hoppy. They were both good. Both tasty. Yeah. And if you're vegan or vegetarian, they have options for you there as well. But we didn't end up getting food there. But it looked pretty tasty. That's right. That's at the uh, Mountain Rambler. Uh, really close to the gear exchange as well, which we should mention. Oh, I forgot. Wait. Okay. Well, let's talk about Black Sheep and Grish. <laughs> Grocery outlet first, and then we'll talk about the gear exchange. Sounds good. Yeah. Um, Black Sheep Coffee, they have vegan options for food as well. They have vegan burritos in the morning, although we never got to it, to it because, uh, I don't know, why didn't we? We just, we went climbing instead. That makes sense. Yeah. But at noon, they have half-off burritos, which we also did not <laughs> yeah. get to. So we didn't try the vegan burritos, but uh, the... The barista said it was they were pretty good, and really we, popular. Yeah, and we got a bag of coffee from them. Yeah, we did get a bag of coffee. I can't remember what I got. Breakfast. Oh, it was. It was the yeah. sunshine? Sunrise blend. Sunrise blend. It was delicious. Not very acidic. Uh, yeah, it was really good. I really enjoyed it. And then the last food recommendation we have is the grocery outlet. I said that word. Grocery outlet <laughs> <laughs> in Fish Up. Um, and... We really love going to Grocery Outlet. We were going to Grocery Outlet in like San Diego and Santa Barbara and Southern California. But it's great because you can get a bunch of brands and food items that would typically be more expensive um, and get it for like 50 to 70% off. Um, and they have this one aisle that we predominantly shop in called the Nosh Aisle. Do you want to... Stands for <laughs> Natural Organic something healthy super healthy super healthy but that's just a guess but anyways you'll see a big green sign for it inside a grocery outlet and it has yeah all their like organic and i guess typically healthy yeah we foods. got we got a massive like five pound bag of Two mulberries pounds. calm down <laughs> okay it was 20 bucks so <laughs> but okay yeah this yeah. bag of mulberries like dried white mulberries was normally 40 dollars it was pounds. normally 50 it was 49.99 oh. <laughs> and we got it for 20 so go check it out 15 we got it for 15, 15? yeah the yeah. deals are nuts yeah it's pretty crazy because you'll like check out and maybe you'll spend like 30 bucks and it's like oh you saved 30 dollars or no you saved 70 dollars today yeah frequently you saved more than you spent which is a really cool feeling yeah. um which yeah so bring bringing up saving uh we were going to talk about the gear exchange oh yeah yeah um you can start out um, well, I didn't get anything there, but you, you got... Oh, I got two things. Yeah, Oops. you got two things, so you should talk about it. Uh, yeah, so again, it's like on the main street in Bishop, and it's really overwhelming because it's so great. Uh, they have, they have <laughs> so many, like, climbing gear stuff and just general outdoor stuff, like shoes. how to go into jackets and climbing pants, hiking shoes, snow stuff. Yeah, everything um, that you can imagine just at uh consignment prices i suppose yeah yeah i mean everything was really affordable and there's a lot of stuff that was pretty much brand new um so we went there because i needed to get a new pair of climbing shoes um <laughs> a more comfortable pair of climbing shoes <laughs> i got her a pair of climbing shoes for christmas and they were really really tight so they're yeah. <laughs> a work in progress i'm still stretching them out <laughs> but anyways yeah i got in a new not new but like good condition yeah, they were freshly resold. Yeah, brand that's new resold. Um, of the Mura, they're La Sportiva shoes, right? Yeah, La Sportiva Mura Velcros. Yeah, I really like them. I've been wearing them every time 
that I've been climbing. And then I also got a pair of like prana climbing pants because I mostly climb in leggings and those aren't very durable. So yeah, and those were those look brand new. But how much were the shoes were thirty dollars? Oh yeah, sorry. No, the shoes were fifty. The shoes were fifty, sorry. Okay. How much are they normally? Uh I mean new they're like hundred sixty. Yeah. About that. That's a good deal. Um, and then the Prana pants I got were 20 bucks. I don't know how much they'd be normally, probably like 60. Yeah, something like that. But yeah, I highly recommend checking it out. And I guess you could probably sell stuff there too, if you had excess outdoor stuff. Yeah, if you have some shoes you don't want, you can always put them there for consignment. Uh, I saw that they also had, uh, some gear as well, some cams, some stoppers. I saw some hexes there. I wasn't entirely sure if that was, uh, stuff that you can actually buy or if it was just kind of like a for show kind of thing because uh, I don't know too many people that trust used uh, cams unless you get them reslinged but it's worth going in and asking them about because yeah you know affordable gear um, moving on to showers uh, we showered at the Hostel California um, the shower there was just one shower mm-hmm. um, yeah but it was it was hot it was it was nice we got clean yeah, we were um, pretty dirty. Yeah, we were gross. <laughs> um, and it was $5 each. So, yeah, I would recommend that if you just need to run in and take a quick shower while you're in Fish Up. Yeah, and there's a good lounge to hang out in as mm-hmm. well. Um, when we went, there was a guy watching SpongeBob, uh, which is pretty... It was a little bit weird for me because I haven't really watched SpongeBob in a while uh, since I did a paper in high school about Bikini Atoll. And if you don't know about Bikini Atoll, um, a quick little summary of what happened was there was nuclear testing in the Bikini Atoll Islands, and uh, that's what SpongeBob got its inspiration from. Um, So that's why the houses are made out of metal and the fish can talk. It's all kind of this allusion to some nuclear testing that was done in the island chain. Um, If you don't know about it, uh, it's definitely some history worth checking out. It's really, really interesting. Yeah, and the episode we were watching was pretty crazy because, I mean, if you watched it as a kid, you might remember this episode. It was the one where Squidward goes to the pirates to buy, like, a cherry pie or something, and it's a bomb. So there's, like, a couple references to bombing in the episode. And then, like, towards the end, there was, like, actual... It was either actual footage or a photo, I don't remember of what it was but it was like a bomb explosion but it was clearly a nuclear nuclear bomb just because of how large it yeah, was and in the mushroom the sh- cloud yeah, and mushroom stuff cloud. yeah it was uh, a very clear illusion and it was really kind of crazy to see um yeah like i said uh the it, if you were to look it up try googling bikini atoll uh bomb testing it's some really really interesting history um, yeah, so moving on to climbing. You want to start us off? Yeah, um, so that was my first time climbing in the Happy Boulders. Um, and I was really excited because it was volcanic rock, which I like because of all the cool, like, pockety features and, like, bigger Wacos. Um, and it's not as sharp as granite, but sometimes there is some sharp rock. But it's like a different type of shark. Yeah. Shark. <laughs> shark. shark. <laughs> <laughs> granite is like a or like Joshua Tree Granite's like a gritty sharp. These are like razor edge sharp, if it is sharp. If it is sharp, yeah. Yeah. It's just like you have to kind of be careful sometimes. But um, 
So I would say my favorite boulder we went to, was it called the Heavenly Boulder? Uh, yeah, the Heavenly Boulder. Yeah, so this is a pretty tall boulder. It was like 20 something feet? 25 feet. <laughs> 25 feet. Yeah. Um, and... So all of the problems on that boulder are actually really mellow. Like, they're all VB, V0, V1. Yeah, V1's the hardest. V1's the hardest. But, I mean, it's 25 feet tall, so it's more of just, like, getting your head in the right place. But I really like that boulder because on the side, there's, like, a VB warm-up. Um, super easy, but definitely gets your head in the right place for climbing. Um, and my favorite climb was the Celestial Trail, which is a... V0? Uh, I think it's V0 or V0 plus. Yeah, and it's like the angle's perfect. Uh, it's like all perfect crimps. And yeah, it's just, it's a beautiful climb. So that was definitely my favorite. And tall enough to make you keep your head about you too, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah for like, sure. Even though you're grabbing great holds and everything feels good, it's, you're still like, wow, I'm, I'm up here. I got to really focus. Yeah, I just wouldn't like look down while you're climbing like look below you i mean generally you try not to do that yeah you look for your feet you know yeah look for your feet but don't focus on the ground but yeah really pretty view and Um, breathe yeah breathe and have fun um and then other climbs i was working on but did not send um i really like solarium i was getting really into that one but apparently a hold broke at the top which made it harder but that one is a v4 but really fun Um, Yeah, you were on the last move of that one. Yeah, I was getting close. Yeah, fighting for it. (laughs) And then I tried the Ketron Classic. That was hard. There's a really, like, reachy move, and I'm shorter, so it was kind of tricky. But, again, it was fun to work on. Definitely made you use your logo. Logo. (laughs) (laughs) I tried to say legs and yoga at the same time, so it came out logo. (laughs) (laughs) kind of works. Uh, yeah. yeah, lots of, like, open hips and high feet and stretchiness. So yeah. yoga helps for that one. And yoga then, helps for all climbing. <laughs> and then another one I didn't get very far on, but I enjoyed is Serengeti, which is... Is that a V4 or V5? Oh, that's a 5. Okay, cool. Yeah, that one um, has a toe hook in it, and that's why I was excited to try it. But I'm excited to come back when I feel stronger for that one. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to get back to Bishop, too. Hopefully, it's still kind of cool when we get back there. Yeah. Um, we'll do a follow-up video when we get the chance. Wait, follow-up podcast? Oh, yeah. Video. <laughs> I said video, huh? <laughs> yeah, you Yeah, did. we're not filming this, by the way. <laughs> there is no YouTube channel. Not yet, anyway. No. Um, uh, so, I guess my climbing highlights, I got to climb one of my favorite uh, climbs of all time, which is Heavenly Path. Uh, which is on the Heavenly Boulder, where Celestial Trail is. It's a V1, um, and just a spectacular experience. You know, Crux is about 15 feet up, 18 feet up, and you really got to focus and just trust your feet. And uh, I really enjoy that. I really enjoy a mellow head game. Um, Aside from that, I sent a project from the first time I went to the Happies, which is called the Hulk. Uh, really cool climb. Enjoyed that. I also did Mr. Witty, uh, which is really fun. Also a pretty exciting top. Uh, you go from two one finger pockets to the lip and, uh, you just kind of jump for it. Really, really fun. Really exciting. Uh, I also did the Gleaner, 
and the gleaner was really fun but I'm a little bit bitter because I hurt my finger on it um, but it's a really cool climb and if you warm up properly which I almost never do uh, then you should be fine I think that my favorite climb that I did while I was in the happies though was called every color you are it has some really cool movement uh, some really technical climbing there's even a hand jam in it a heel up over your head sounds pretty crazy you should get you should go check it out it's um yeah definitely my favorite in the happy so far oh so now we're out of climbing and on to the weird signs and a little bit of history so ashlyn you want to take this away yeah so um if you're driving into the happy boulders on that same road the chalk bluff road you'll start to see signs that say property of los angeles no camping and no camping and no trespassing and that's pretty strange considering that los angeles is like over 200 miles away so now we're going to talk a little bit about inyo county and the los angeles never-ending need for water this kind of came to my knowledge because of ashlyn she recommended a book to me called every drop for sale uh, written by Jeffrey Rothfeder. Roth Rothfeder. Jeffrey Rothfeder. Uh, it's a little bit of an older book. I'd say it was written... I think it's 2008 is when it was published. Okay. Yeah. So the information has changed, uh, but the history has not. Uh, and Ashlyn, I'll let you take away kind of what happened. Yeah, so the story kind of starts in the early 1900s. Um, and this is when Los Angeles was not nearly the size it is today. Um, and this is when people were just starting to flock to Los Angeles. Um, and people were hearing about how there was perfect weather, you know, great farming conditions, more inland, how the Pacific Ocean was right there. And then Hollywood was also starting to develop. So it's kind of like a promised land for people coming from um, like the Midwest area. And so the pretty crazy part is how quickly um, Los Angeles grew in size. And so, you know, if you have a population that's growing that quickly, you need the resources to support that population. Um, it, it was kind of a claimed oasis, but yeah. didn't actually have the water, the local water supply that it needed. Mm -hmm. uh, so as a result, uh, it started taking water from other people. So the main area that Los Angeles started taking water from was Inyo County because this area was um, not very populated. It was mostly like poor, low income rural farmers. And so Los Angeles saw an opportunity to take advantage of these people. And the way that the city of Los Angeles took advantage of the people of Ridgecrest, Olancha, Lone Pine, Independence, and Big Pine was by building an acro an aqueduct an, uh, an aqueduct <laughs> and this aqueduct was over 200 miles long it ended up completely draining the owens lake and uh, took a significant toll on the owens river as well uh, because <laughs> because of this drying uh, there were major dust storms that arose out of the winds that came off of the sierra nevada mountains and every time that these wind gusts would happen it would kick up carcinogenic dust into the air uh, and cover the towns uh, that I previously mentioned and from a public health standpoint this created a pretty serious series of 
epidemics in those communities where most people needed to move out and a lot of people were diagnosed with asthma, premature death, cancer, and various forms of uh, heart disease. So uh, from a public health standpoint, it was a pretty significant event that couldn't really go unignored by the Los Angeles city anymore. Yeah, and so because it w- it got so serious, I mean, people were trying to sue and trying to take action against Los Angeles, but if you think about it, like, Los Angeles at this point has so much money, it's very developed at this point, and it's mostly, like I said, like, low-income rural farmers in an un- underpopulated county, so it's, it's a hard battle to win, but eventually in the 1990s, um, they were able to come to an agreement where Los Angeles has to pump a certain amount of water back into Owens Lake. And the purpose of that is to stop those carcinogenic dust storms that affect the surrounding cities. And although the dust storms did subside, the cancer rates still exist. Um, Most of those cities don't exist anymore. It's really just Lone Pine and Big Pine uh, that still have a decent population and an economy. Um, And I believe it's Lone Pine where the portal to Mount Whitney is. And that's really one of the big uh, causes of money there. That's that's the main business there. But most of these towns used to be agricultural hubs, but that's a thing of the past now. I mean, the towns are still small. You know, they're still, like, low in population. But they it's definitely not as, like, cattle rancher dense as it would have been if there was the right amount of water. You can still see cattle ranchers when you're driving, like, up to Bishop and Mammoth, but definitely less than, you know, it would have been if they had the proper amount of water. Right. Yeah, and that's um, that's the reason why you see so many signs in, uh, in the eastern Sierra Nevadas, specifically the Owens River and Owens Lake area, uh, saying property of the city of Los Angeles. Yeah, you're nowhere near Los Angeles, but Los Angeles still owns and is now responsible for that water supply. But I guess one positive about, like, 2019 is the mayor of Los Angeles, I believe it's Eric Garcetti. He is pushing forward with restoration efforts along the Owens River. And so I think, you know, if you see people working out there, that's what they're doing. And that's why it's still property of Los Angeles. I mean, it's still weird and that should have never happened in the first place, but I'm happy to see that they're restoring the area around the river. Yeah, definitely. It's it's nice to see the accountability there. Yeah. And I think another thing that Eric Garcetti said, I think by either 2020 or 2021, that might be too soon, but um, Los Angeles is going to try to be completely independent in sourcing their water, which seems kind of impossible to me, but you know, I think if they get a desal plant or something, it might be realistic. Yeah, desalination is a pretty big option for a lot of the cities in Southern California, like uh, Santa Barbara. Um, San Diego? Actually, yeah. the first time that we were in the Eastern Sierras, we met my friend Nick, and that's why he was moving to Santa Barbara, was to work on yeah. a desalination plant. But San Diego as well, Anaheim, Los Angeles, uh, these cities... These <laughs> cities. The cities. <laughs> these cities... <laughs> These cities need a lot of water. 
uh, especially with the emergence of the craft brewery industry, there's just more and more demand for water. And I'm interested to see how they're going to become independent on that Yeah, front. Yeah, I, I'm hopeful. I think it's a better option than stealing from other counties. Uh, so hopefully that works out. Yeah, same. Yeah. Yeah, I hope that uh, other counties' water is left alone those people need that water as much as San yeah. Diego and LA does. Well, um, I guess we'll move on to, what do we have? Rosebud Thorn? Yeah, Rosebud Thorn for the trip. I think I went last time. So I get to go first? Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, I think my rose has to be uh, going to the Happy Boulders and putting down some projects that I had. Well, really just one project I had and then uh, getting three other V6s and getting um, a Disco Diva, which is a V8, down to really just needing to stick one move and I'm done. So it was a really good climbing experience for me. Uh, I think my Thorn, it's hard to say because it was really just a fantastic trip, but I think my Thorn would just be seeing how water deprivation can change people's lives so much. And seeing how that really takes a toll on communities. Uh, my bud or originally was to be more water conscious, but <laughs> Ashlyn brought up that that was like, is she, well, she, she just questioned me on that, which is one of the reasons why, you know, I love talking to her and get working through these things. But I think, uh, I would just like to be a little bit more aware and a little bit more educated on the water situation in different places in the country as we travel and try and, you know, spread knowledge to people about water appropriation in different areas because uh, it's a really important topic. The water crisis is a global crisis and it's something that we should all try and educate each other about. So if you have information for me about other crazy water crises around the <laughs> crisis, Crisis? Crisis? Crisis. Crisis? Ooh, yeah, that's Crises. it. Crisis. Crisis. What did you say? Crisis. Crisis. It's like Octopi. Um, yeah, if you have other information about water crises around the world or in your community, please let me know. I'm, re I'm sincerely really interested in it. Uh, yeah, so. Oh, that was my. That was your bud. That was my bud, yeah. Was I, long bud. Big bud. Big bud. <laughs> big thing to grow. Big flower to grow. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Rose. Yeah, I would say going to the Happies for the first time because that was, yeah, I've never been there before. And I just love the Eastern Sierras. That was only my second time being in the Eastern Sierras. And I really, really hope to go back there sooner than later. Uh, just, it's a lot of raw beauty, which I really appreciate. Um, Bud would be, huh. Bud would be probably looking forward to getting stronger as a climber, even though I think I said that in the last one, but it's mostly like going back to the happies and doing the stuff I was working on. Cause I was working on some V4s, which were really fun, but just out of my reach. So I think I really look forward to the next time we go and I'm able to send those projects. And then... Thorn was probably the last climb I did in the Happies because I was like, I was really thirsty, I was hungry, I was tired, but I was, I just wanted to get on top of something 
and so we went to this B2 that had some sharper crimps and I just I kept getting frustrated and I cried and I couldn't get up there so yeah she tried really hard <laughs> I tried really hard and it was <laughs> silly because I didn't need to like try that hard when I felt that way but lesson learned oh you know what? I have a, I have another rose you have another rose yeah because oh, my, my, my first rose was super general but um I think doing my first real highball Oh, yeah. Because I did Celestial Trail? Yeah, Celestial Trail. Okay. Yeah, and I don't do highballs, but, like, I guess climbing with Sam, that's kind of inevitable because he loves them. Um, But, yeah, it was just perfect crimps, and just being able to, like, be so focused and present with every hold and, like, foothold that I was going to was a really cool feeling, and not even thinking about falling or looking down, so... Yeah, I really, really enjoyed and appreciated that climb. Yeah, it's a pretty, it's a pretty cool feeling to. Ashlyn said, "I love high balls. I, I like easy high balls, <laughs> and I like easy high balls because of what you just said. It feels really good to be really confident in your body to the point where you're really just pushing your mind and yeah. keeping that focus and keeping that meditation is when, when you really, really need it. It's a cool experience. That's a, that's a pretty good." Uh, Rose right there Thanks. Uh, okay well one more thing before we go uh, we are creating a Patreon which is a platform where you can support our podcast and indubitably so- <laughs> <laughs> sorry I didn't say it enough to the episode you know um, and so with this platform we'll have different like tiers of membership like donation memberships and we're working that out right now and so you can donate small amounts, and if you donate larger amounts, you get special gifts from us sent to you from our travels. And so we will be called the Cotty Womple Podcast on Patreon. It's not set up yet, but hopefully by the time you listen to it, it will be. Yeah, when, when you guys support us, you're supporting our travels, you're supporting our ability to give you guys more information on the places we go to. And uh, we're all, we'd also be really excited to share with you articles or other things that we get from the places we travel to. Uh, if you have any ideas about what you might want to receive from a Patreon subscription, please let us know. You know, comment and we would love to know what you would want. We should tell them how to contact us. Tell them about our Instagram. Well, you just set up the... Oh, well, the Instagram... Okay. <laughs> the Instagram is Cottywomple Couple, uh, spelt Cottywomple and then Couple. <laughs> no spaces. No spaces in between. No, no spaces. <laughs> Wait, is it the Cottywomple? The Cottywomple Couple or Cottywomple? <laughs> Anyways. Well, um, Ashlyn's checking on that one. Um, yeah, and then... we have a Gmail as well that I set up, so you can email us. Um, the Gmail is the Cottywomple podcast <laughs> at gmail.com and so that's another way you can give us suggestions be, be patient while we work out the okay. consistencies so <laughs> our instagram is just straight up Cottywomple couple with no the so look us up and follow and hit us up and uh until then i think the next the next episode we're going to do is going to be on Nevada. We are going to Red Rocks and Las Vegas. Uh, and we will let you know how that is. Yeah, sounds good. So yeah. until then, uh, I hope you guys are having some great days and taking advantage of every day. Yeah, keep, keep Cotty 
Keep wampling. Keep potty wampling. <laughs>